right. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to Sunday Wire. I'm your guest host, your ghost host on this Halloween weekend here. My name is Hesher. That's my call sign over here at Alternate Current Radio. And we are joined by Patrick Henningsen on the live link here, calling in live from Iraq. Patrick, are you there? I'm here, Hesher. Can you hear me okay? Yes, we've got a great connection, it sounds like. I'm uh, very pleased you're able to join us for this Sunday Wire. After all, it was looking like we weren't going to get in touch with you for a minute there. Yeah, so thanks, thanks. Yeah, we're a little bit under uh, radio silence, but uh, we're back in range now. And, uh, yeah, we're we're just uh, seeing, uh, yeah, amazing, our first trip, my first trip to the country, uh, and it's quite an eye-opener. Uh, it's definitely uh, a learning experience. I've been watching this remotely and over the years, uh, with since especially since 2003. And uh, we're here for uh, a conference on uh, counterterrorism, uh, so the International uh, Dialogue on, on, on Terrorism Conference, and it's hosted here in Baghdad, and there's people from all over the world here. Uh, who are sharing uh, uh, their thoughts and insights as well with the uh, various branches of the Iraqi uh, security forces in the battle for ISIS, and they're sharing all their uh, uh, stories and uh, insights on what's been happening in the last three years, especially with regards to Mosul uh, and uh, the winning this war right now that almost completely uh, defeated uh, ISIS. Iraq, uh, so that's quite an extraordinary accomplishment, which uh, they're rightly proud of, uh, but there's still a lot of work to do, so this is why everyone came here, lots of journalists from uh, Europe uh, and around the Middle East, uh, from Australia, uh, and some academics as well, uh, United States, Britain's represented here, MPs are here as well from the UK, and uh, so it's, it's, quite a, it's quite a meeting, it's quite a meeting, and a real eye-opener real eye-opener um and you get to kind of realize uh, how how real this uh fight is uh and like syria iraq has been on the front line and has got the the, the brunt the brunt of the uh terrorist uh uh insurgency specifically isis here so they've been you know they've been through a lot uh, as a country and uh it's yeah i don't know what else i can say about that but it's yeah so it's we're still we're still processing stuff in oh yeah. Days. yeah yeah that's that's got to be a, a lot to take in uh for the first trip to iraq there's things have been so crazy yeah. there for, for so long yeah and it's interesting uh just speaking to a lot of people who you know were in the military during saddam years and you know they're all in some of them are in kind of government positions or they're academics now or they're in europe now and just uh they're sharing their uh you know experience and, and how how life has changed in many and in some ways uh many ways for the better but obviously what's what's happened with uh, the uh terrorist uh insurgency has not not been for the better uh but however you know it's it's their it's a victory that they've worked hard and sacrificed a lot to win uh, and I think we can say they won uh, at least, round, which I think is a possibly a decisive round at least for Iraq. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it's been really uh, interesting in that respect. And also speaking to the commanders who are leading brigades on the ground, you know, and uh, 
and hearing what they had to say and it's amazing and uh, these guys are actually getting demonized by the u.s uh political establishment and the media and calling them uh you know uh extremist militias sectarian shiite militias and so forth uh trying to deride um the forces uh the popular mobilization units that were just put together in an emergency when isis took mosul uh and you know chased the iraqi army uh, security forces out of mosul and then they were left there with a huge problem isis took over uh, large portions of the country in, in weeks and uh so there was nothing they really ca- they caught them by surprise it was a bit of this was iraq's pearl harbor if uh, you want to make a slight analogy there historically, oh, wow. uh, it's like that was like their Pearl Harbor. They just got hit and no one knew what happened until a few days later when they realized what had happened. Uh, the um, uh, ISIS had taken over, uh, you know, whole provinces and cities and operable highways and in the border portions of the border, you know. So then the the uh, Grand Ayatollah of Sistani in 2014's this um, Shiite spiritual leader uh, did a fatwa and also the government got involved and they deputized you know over 100,000 people and uh, and since they've done that they've just gotten uh, one win after another slowly slowly and now they've got them down to very two very tiny remaining pockets uh, I believe in northwestern Iraq, and uh, and also the Kurdish forces are involved as well uh, in this fight. But then there's a uh, a little bit of a new issue that arose with the Kurdish referendum between uh, Iraqi security forces and the uh, uh, Hashdashabi uh, popular mobilization units that we talked about just a minute ago, uh, and also the Peshmerga and uh, the, the uh, PKK and ver- some of the Kurdish factions there have kind of faced off in a city like uh, Kirkut, oil-rich city. Is it going to be part of Iraqi Kurdistan? Is it part of Iraq? This is the, the the kind of conflict that's going on there, which is kind of an internal conflict, which uh, will be resolved uh, one way or another. But in the meantime, they're still trying to flush ISIS and uh, uh, terror them out of uh, some of these remaining areas, and it's still a big threat. I mean, they, they, they've filed it right down, but it, you know, it, it's something that, you know, it can uh, appear uh, in uncomfortable and inconvenient places. So they have to uh, keep working hard to make sure they've got a handle on this this uh, terrorism problem. So, and it seems like they're getting there, uh, and uh, it's definitely their victory. Uh, I don't think the the U.S. can't claim that they defeated ISIS in Iraq. I'm mean, just, it's not. That makes no sense whatsoever. And I know that we've been seeing that on some of the news channels and coming out of the White House uh, wanting to take uh, all the credit for it, but it, I don't think so. The Iraqis did it. They did it. They did it on the ground and they did it the hard way. And uh, they're just not, they should get a lot more credit uh, than what they're getting in the media. So um, I don't think they'll ever get it. <laughs> yeah. But people here know. People here know. People in the region know. Um, they're trying to American Trump administration's trying to say, oh, it's Iranian, Iran's taken over Iraq and Iran's uh, this, Iran that, and it's Iranian militia and they need to leave the country, like Rex Tillerson said uh, earlier this week, which is uh, factually incorrect. 
and a complete misrepresentation of what's actually going on, which doesn't help the the diplomacy very much, you know. Uh, so that's all going on in the background, and wow. then we talked we talked about this at the conference and the media the media component of the of this conference is actually a whole component of the counterterrorism thing because they're dealing with outside pressure, plus dealing with ISIS on social media, uh, and so there's a lot of moving parts. Um, so there's a lot of things undermining the fight against ISIS, ISIS itself, uh, United States, Israel. Uh, off channels, so yeah, I, I imagine the uh, the input from from yourself and your colleagues there, like Vanessa, um, is probably highly valuable when talking about such a complicated landscape there. Especially when you add in, you know, uh, foreign media, NATO country media, trying to demonize people for for protecting their own country, you know. And you guys have a lot of experience at. Uh, how that's played out in in Libya and specifically in Syria. So I'm 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 guessing that uh, there's been some really cool contributions from you guys and the other journalists there at the conference. Yeah, that's a good point, uh, Hesher. That's a good point. Yeah, there's definitely lessons to be learned. Uh, you know, Iraq and uh, Syria both uh, in the same fight, I guess you could say, in the war on terror, the war against ISIS. Uh, although they're not completely on the same page uh, politically. Uh, or diplomatically, but there's a lot of crossover there, uh, and some of these groups are crossing the border. So, you know, securing the border has become a big issue, and this is something that's a huge priority here uh, in Iraq, and uh, they're, they're going to be doing a lot of work, uh, I would I would say, over the next year, uh, trying to secure uh, some of the sort of the wild regions, if you will, uh, along the Syrian border, and uh, hopefully that will also benefit Syria, too. Uh, and close down some of those rat lines uh, that ISIS and uh, Nusra and the others have been relying on. Uh, at least that will hopefully uh, help a lot. Um, hopefully they can cooperate, these two countries. Uh, but it's tough. It's tough out uh, in this, uh, this region. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of alliances. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, countries that uh, are not on the same page. Uh, they're mining each other. Um, and so there's problems, uh, Syria certainly has its problems with the Gulf countries uh, in that respect, and also it's had problems with Turkey and Jordan uh, on that, and of course Israel. But uh, Iraq is uh, maybe in a slightly better position because they have a really strong ally next door in Iran, and uh, that's made all the difference in the world. And of course that's the thing that's really upsetting the neocons uh, in Washington. Uh, they don't want uh, any countries to have close, good, healthy relationships uh, in this part of the world, especially two Arab countries that border each other, so that's yeah. the last thing they want. So uh, they're they're constantly undermining that in Washington, doing all they can uh, to create wedges and to try to divide and conquer. Uh, and so I think they're getting hopefully getting wise to this game uh, here more and more, and realizing the damage that this has done as well. Um, and and also the media in the West is not helping either uh so that's something that uh well i don't think that's going to change the media is not going to all of a sudden become ethical and start reporting the truth we know that uh but what we what we can hope is that people are getting smarter and seeing through the the the, the propaganda and the divisive propaganda and 
the uh, currently trying to uh, isolate and demonize Iran seems to be the number one priority of the U.S. machine at the moment. The media, the government media complex, is quite focused on that. Uh, so, so, but it's it's. Uh, I don't think I don't think it's going to be uh, as effective because uh, they've actually they've done the work. They have both Iraq and Syria have done the work on the ground, and they've uh, they've effectively defeated. Uh, what was maybe the biggest terrorist menace so far in history, and they did it on the ground. And uh, the United States did not win the war on the ground. They did a lot of airstrikes, but the airstrikes don't mean military solution, uh, as we as we've learned over the last uh, three years. So, uh, so that's it's a very interesting time in history, and uh, the story's not over by any stretch of the imagination. But yeah, we're here in Baghdad and Iraq, and uh, seeing some of the you know what this country has changed and transformed since the, the Gulf War. Uh, we're in the green zone at the moment, the old green zone. Uh, so still a cordon sanitaire for security. Uh, there's still a lot of things uh, that you know security is tight. It's tight here, um, and uh, rightfully so. And uh, but uh, there's a lot of strides. This country's made a lot of strides in the last couple of years. So hopefully they'll keep keep going in that direction and. Uh, and uh, we'll see. We'll see how the story uh, unfolds in the next couple of years. But definitely, uh, Iraq is definitely becoming a potentially will step into a much better role in the region, uh, and and possibly even offer um, some some leadership on some of these important issues as well. So this is hopefully a good thing. Excellent. Yeah, it sounds like a good direction there. Good to see. It's also a good sign that they're interacting. With you and some of your colleagues there, I'm sure that's got to uh, help the process along. And uh, what do you have to look forward to with the rest of your trip? Is there anything else you can uh, cue the listeners into that they might find uh, up at 21 Wire when you get back? Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, we'll be we'll be visiting some of the uh, frontier uh, regions hopefully um, this week, and that will be. We don't know at what, what part of the country, but um, we've been told we're going to be uh, taken to see some things. Uh, so we will hopefully be sharing that with uh, with our readers. And uh, you know, we're we're embedded with uh, some pretty big reporters here uh, for some big publications as well. So it's kind of an interesting mix of uh, to, for the alternative media to be mixed with the mainstream media. But um, but we're we're also we have some blackout issues uh, with our site in some of the countries. Uh, people don't know that uh, you get restricted access to 21st century wire in some countries in the world, and I think this is one of them. Uh, so they uh, just bear with us. We might you might not see new material up uh, immediately this week, and I, uh, my apologies to the readers. Uh, if there's uh, a little bit less in terms of our contrib- contribution over the next couple of days, but just uh, beware, everybody listening, that uh, we are uh, in uh, p- p- out of range, so to speak, uh, for most of the week. Uh, so, but we will be back on it as soon as we get back in 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 range, basically, uh, and out of the sort of the blackout area that we're we're at with uh, with 21 Wire. So, uh, but we will be posting stuff intermittently on uh, Facebook uh, as well, so you can keep an eye on myself, uh, Patrick Henningsen, or Vanessa Bealey's Facebook page, and you'll be able to see some uh, really cool uh, images, maybe some video as well, 
over the next couple of days. And then uh, got us a few interesting articles uh, that are going to come out and uh, after we get back. So, yeah, we're, 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 we are grateful for the opportunity. I'll just put it that way because we're getting to understand something that is completely blacked out of the mainstream media in the West, which is how they actually won the war here. Uh, and the people that came together to make that happen on the ground. And uh, it's been com- almost demonized in the U.S. And it's unbelievable, quite frankly. I can't believe the difference between what I'm seeing in the mainstream media in the U.S. or what Rex Tillerson's saying or the Trump administration and then the reality on the ground. Two totally different things. Amazing. Completely, completely different, night and day. Just like Sy- almost as bad as Syria, that's pretty bad. Uh, in terms of the media disinformation that's uh, being consistently put out by mainstream media newspapers uh, and television networks in the West, but uh, equally the way they're characterizing the fight against ISIS in Iraq uh, by totally making the uh, people's mobilization units invisible, basically, uh, because they don't like maybe the uh, religious affiliation with some of their members. Um, they're using that as an excuse to uh, demonize them, call them terrorists. Uh, unbelievable. So the people fighting ISIS are being called terrorists by the United States. Can you believe that? <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's bass backwards, just as I would expect. So you, so it's like you only we're allowed to fight ISIS or people that we uh, designate as uh, um, qualified uh, and anyone else, no, you're not allowed. And if you do, we'll demonize you. It's basically what they're doing. Wow. So it's totally counterproductive. It makes no sense uh, from a uh, policy point of view. And the media is going along with the gag, which shows you how corrupt the mainstream media is. Once again, we thought we'd seen the last of it. But, uh, you know, any crisis, uh, you'll find the media is, is, is reporting it backwards. Uh, and there's definitely, that's how they're treating it here. So it's once again... <laughs> Well, it sure sounds like it, and I'm very pleased that you and Vanessa are on the ground there because I know that when you guys get back in range, uh, you're going to set the story straight. So everybody keep an eye at 21stCenturyWire.com because uh, there's going to be Absolutely. some great reporting coming from this. I can smell it already. Yeah, one last thing I just want to say to people. Um, the people here are amazing. Iraqis are amazing. Uh, great people, great culture. Uh, great civilization, great society, wonderful people, very, you know, incredibly high cultured, sophisticated, thoughtful, uh, incredibly sensitive to uh, political issues and geopolitics and considering everything they've been through, uh, incredibly gracious to, you know, to all visitors here. And uh, I, I can only say that it's it's been our first, so far, first class reception from from iraq and uh the people here are amazing so if you don't believe any stereotypes that you might have picked up over the years through hollywood uh or you know general media in the west it's completely they've misrepresented this country so badly it's it's not even funny it's 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 ridiculous um it's the opposite of how it's been the people are I, i don't think they've been given the right uh treatment by western media over the years and uh wonderful wonderful people you know brilliant absolutely brilliant on so many levels and the food is amazing uh hospitality of course it's off the charts uh every everywhere you go everybody you meet and just wonderful people so that's the that's first impressions basically all right so yeah 
Very nice. First impressions from Iraq. There you go, everybody. Patrick Henningsen, host of the Sunday Wire. I'm really glad you were able to join us today, Patrick. I know it was uh, a packed yeah. day, so thanks for uh, being able to answer the call. That's all. That's, thanks, Hesher. Thanks for holding down the fort, you and uh, Funk Soul and the gang. Uh, thanks for holding down the fort this week. So I really appreciate it. It's great to have uh, ACR backing us up while we're on the road i can't tell you how much we appreciate it hey happy to do it happy to jump in and uh thank you for for making this trip and bringing us this unprecedented independent media reporting from iraq i mean where else can anyone get that i, I can't think of anywhere no 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 so look forward to check us out on social media we'll, we'll be getting bits and pieces up and uh and then we'll have more stuff when we get back as well so keep an eye out all right yeah absolutely follow patrick over at facebook and on twitter uh, i'm sure there's going to be a lot of good uh tidbits coming out until you get back and some of the big reports start coming in so patrick great great uh glad everything's going well out there say hi to uh vanessa and the rest of our colleagues out there and have a great rest of your trip and do let us know feel free to call into the acr switchboard if anything comes up yeah might do that might do that so I'm, I'll, I'll hit you up uh hopefully during the week hasher Okay, sounds good. All right, take care. Thanks. All right, there he goes, everybody. That's Patrick Henningsen, host of the Sunday Wire. We'll be right back on ACR and Sunday Wire. Flat on the ground, but it's a sure one to find. There'll be someone to jive you and try to keep bringing you down. Now for a while you might take that abuse and convince yourself to stay loose, but then one day he'll throw you away and say you're good for nobody's use. But then I'll come your way, turn your blackest night into day. When you're needing it bad, cause some rough times you bad. I'm gonna look at you and I'm gonna say, Who loves you, baby? By now you ought to know. Well, I can't always let it show. By now you really ought to know. This is one thing I don't wanna blow. Baby, baby, won't you tell me? Tell me what I wanna know. Baby, baby, won't you tell me, tell me what I want to know If you wake up one day feeling ugly, thinking you're 10 or 12 pounds overweight But just know I don't care if there's gray in your hair, if there's hair at all, I think that's just great Now this carnival life that we're riding, gives no one the room to start hiding so I don't want to hear that you've turned an ear to my words and started backsliding. Cause then I'll come your way, turn your blackest night into day. When you're needing it bad, cause of rough times you've had, I'm gonna look you straight in the eye, baby, and I'm gonna say...